Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 6. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. <sighs> Bloody right. hell. Um, not the best week to be a Spurs fan. <laughs> no. uh, it's got something for us to talk about though. Because usually, we, it's the same, we've been doing this podcast for like, well I've been doing it for yeah. 8 years, you've been doing it for like 5. And it's the same thing over and over again usually. It's like we're playing quite well, we make a mistake, good, big games against the London teams where you never know what's going to happen. Now... It's a Detroit. Now, now we know what's going to happen because we're just we're so so bad. Um, we're going to do a couple of reviews of the games that were last week, which were both horrific yep. uh, in their own unique ways. Um, but let's start with where the blame lies at the moment. So, for you, does it sit with the manager? Is it the players? Is it the board? Is it all of them? Where does the blame sit for you? The, the blame for me sits with. Pochettino and the board but I don't want Pochettino I'm not Pochettino out and we'll talk about that in a minute Mm. but I think the blame lies in the staleness that's crept in through the ageing players right because we should the best season we've ever had in my lifetime was forgetting trophies for the way we played was the last season of White Hart Lane and I I now don't believe that it was on the emotion of White Hart Lane the crowds helped the crowds there's a lot of pathetic Spurs fans out there, and I'm not having to go at any individual. There's a lot of people who are just emotional without actually seeing what's in front of them. Yeah. 2014, 15, I think. Was, was that the last season of White Hot Lane? 15, 16, 16, yeah, 17. Yeah. Maybe one later, 15, 16. We were pressing. We were the fittest team in the league. We were pressing. And we, we, just, we just flooded teams. They didn't have a second. And... Like you can't do that without the fittest and youngest players. We don't have those those players anymore, but we do have the same players. You have a look mm-hmm. at the difference. I had a look at the lineup. Really, back then it would have been Lloris. Well, I've I've actually got some lineups oh, from good. about three years ago. So okay. there's a couple of examples Sorry. here. So this is um, Man City one, Tottenham Hotspur two. Um, when you know Ericsson got that late winner at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is 2016. So these are the two sides. So. I'll read you the Man City lineup first. Joe Hart in goal, Otamendi, Zabaleta, Company, Clichy, David Silva, Fernandinho, Fernando, Yaya Torre, Sterling, Aguero. So you're looking at They've Hart, got three Jane, players. Yeah. The, three players left. And then the Tottenham lineup was Loris in goal, Walker, Alderweireld, Vimmer, Rose, Dyer, Dembele, Ali, Eriksson, Son, Kane. And the only reason Vimmer's in there is because Vertonghen wouldn't have been available. Because he was injured. So we sold Walker to Man City, who improved their squad with him, and uh, Dembele we replaced with Ndombele or And then even if I read you our bench from that game, which was Vaughan, Davis, Trippier, Carroll, Chadley, Lamella, Mason. Yeah. There's, so not, there's not even many changes there no. at all, is there? So that, that's the first example. And this goes on, by the way. So if we look at Spurs 2, Arsenal 2... Uh, 2016, the Alderweireld and the Kane, yeah, um, goals. Kane goal. Um, so the, the Spurs team that day was Loris, Walker, Alderweireld, Vimmer, Rose, or actually it's the same it's team, Lamella's just in for some. The Arsenal team that day was Ospina, Bellerin, Gabriel, Mertesacker, Gibbs, Coquelin, Elneny, Ozil, Ramsey, Sanchez, Welbeck. So, I mean, Ozil can't get a game, so they've completely changed their squad there's, as well. There's no other player from the Arsenal side that's still getting, and, getting a game there. And that's a problem. I don't think... I think the team needs a refresh, and I think that is a... Like, 
excluding this season, a lot our net spend for the last three or four seasons is seven million per, yeah, per year. There's no. There's, That's not yeah. enough. There's one more example, right. which is a uh, Liverpool one, Spurs one, April two thousand and sixteen. Um, Coutinho scored in this game. Kane scored that brilliant goal. We know where he's like. He's in the uh, penalty yeah, area. Yeah. He lets the ball run across him and smashes brilliant it. Brilliant by Ericsson to get yeah. the ball out. Yeah. Um, so the Spurs side that day was literally exactly the same teams that, that I've just read out and some was in Flamella. This is the Liverpool side. This is, in, this is incredible when I read this. Mignolane goal, Klein, Lovren, Sacco, Moreno, Jeez, Chan, man. Milner, Henderson, Coutinho, Lallana, Sturridge. That's crazy. So there's two players there, Milner and Henderson. And that's it. That's it. You, I mean... <laughs> They're getting older, this squad. Yeah. And they can't do what they do. And Sissoko came out after the buying game and said, we can't play the diamond formation. So there's something wrong in what he expects of the players. So I think there's a... Pochettino, there's a staleness in what he's trying to do. Like, you have a look at Klopp. There was a good article I read, and they said Klopp has evolved. Before, when Klopp came in, it was just all press. And now he's involved to press, but also soak up. Um, yeah. we can't soak up yeah. and that's crazy that we're, yeah. we're a top team we just can't soak do it up do you think so I, I completely agree with the point in terms of it's ageing players yeah. and can Asian players ageing players we got one have they, yeah, <laughs> have they got the fitness to be able to go and do that that's definitely a point my other point is do you think that the players want to play that way because you know how that in their mind now that's like a stale way that's a boring yeah. it's sort of like we've played like that we've done it do you know what yeah, I mean? And we yeah. always say we talk about football and compare it to what it's like um, sort of in the, in the normal world of working in any industry. And it's sort of like you go into any sort of job exciting and up for it and uh, this is yeah. going to be great. And then if you're still having the same ideas five years later, even if those ideas are still great and valid, you're probably not going to be as bought into it. I think if they were winning every game with it and if it allowed, an, allowed enough flexibility to be to counter all teams, then maybe, but... What, I can't tell you what our system is I can't tell you what our starting 11 is like he started the four two three one against Brighton which which everybody saw including me wanted us to go back to yeah everyone knows how to play that way like it's it's sort of that, that sort of you know what your job is and it, it, it was it was even worse wasn't it yeah it was it was poor my gut feel is that he does want to change things so it could be you know Foy Sanchez Carl Walker Peters, although I don't think that's a plan. I know mm. we're going to talk about that. Mm. Endon Bele, Winks, uh, what's his face, Lo Celso. It could be and Kane, yeah. which I mean, you're not. I, I don't think Kane should be swapped out. Yeah. And it, it could be, it could be more like that. It hasn't worked out yet, and that's mm. only because of this season. Mm. It should have been changing gradually over the last few seasons. Yeah. And that's and that is a board problem, and maybe um, Pochettino for not certain himself. But I think Pochettino leaving is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, I agree because, with that because. I think the the blame lies with the manager, right? The blame the the manager is in charge of the team. He's in charge. We should be in charge of the, the who's bought and who's sold. He's definitely in charge of who's sold, I think. But I'm not sure he's got as much influence on who's bought. Who are we going to get that's better? And the first thing that he's going to do is change the squad around, which is what Pochettino's doing. And yeah. as soon as we have a full squad, that's what he will do. And he'll he'll dump players and get more players in if he's got the money for it Pochettino's going to do that in January yeah. I don't think there's any manage- and whatever job he goes to will be a bigger job than Tottenham mm-hmm. as well it'll be Real Madrid or Man United that's mm-hmm. where he'll go and they're bigger jobs than us I agree and I, I also think that a lot of the time you know you get managers get sacked at this point of the season and it's always a short term fix it's early. you know and 
we are four or five points off the top four. I'm not saying that, we, that the results and performances haven't been horrific, but three, they have. But we three are three points. Three points. There you go. So We're two it, points above Man United. It, it's it's such a strange point to be at this season because the whole the Premier League in general is hor- absolutely horrific. Yeah. Apart from Liverpool, who look great. Well, and Chelsea. And I, Chelsea. I, Chelsea look. Chelsea look better than last year. It just feels fresher because they've been forced. Yeah. They've got their backs against the wall and they have to play Mason Mount. And I, yeah. I know that's not, it's not a Chelsea podcast. I just got, I've got a bit of respect because they're making it work. Well, obviously, I've got a lot of hatred for Chelsea. Can't stand them. Yeah, it's mainly um, their fans though, right? And I've, I've, got a lot of, I've got a lot of mates who are Chelsea fans, yeah. you know. Lived, in, lived just outside London. It sort of makes sense. That's the connection. And I was saying to them over the weekend that this is the first time in a long, long time with Chelsea are on on a Saturday I'll sit and yeah, watch it yeah. because normally I think oh, I'm not going to sit there and watch them grind out one or two nil at home boring yeah. whereas like now I know there's probably going to be four or five goals yeah, they yeah. play attacking but their defence is not that great so as a neutral they're yeah. quite exciting to watch you might not, they might not feel the same way as fans but and you're watching England players as well which yeah. I think does make a difference yeah, it does. they were talking about that yesterday with the Newcastle game where the brothers, you know, they had two brothers, which um, can... Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. They had two brothers from Newcastle, two Geordie boys in the middle of the park at St. James's Park, beating Man United and scoring. That, that is what connects... You'd just retire, wouldn't club. you? You'd say, yeah. that's it, I've peaked. I'm done. I'm, I won't I'm done. Danny um, Rose. So if, if I was to give you a magic wand then for Spurs, and so you can make whatever changes you want to make, what, yeah. what are you going to do with it? You know that uh, that phrase. The best time to plant a tree is ten years ago. The second best time is now. You know because you yeah. you want it to. I would if I could wave my magic wand. I would go back and just give him a bit more money and let him. Even if it's bring a few more young players in, take a few more chances. I don't mind. You know when we buy players who turn out to be a bit rubbish, like Holtby. Holtby's a failed experiment, but we still learned something. It wasn't a bad deal. We didn't pay much money for him. I want a few more of those. Uh, if I could do something now. I would, I, if I had a magic wand, I would make a whole team fit. I would have him rotating, and I just, I, I make the fans just chill out a little bit mm. more because they go into a stadium and they know it's going to be negative. Now I think yeah. there was a few seasons ago where we were better away than we were at home, and I think that's because of the fans. Mm. And I, I'm not having a go at the fans, but they they need. To it's get like it feels a bit AVBE, doesn't it? it? Like, bit so you said there about you'd give him a little bit more money. Can he be trusted with a lot of money? Because if you look at the money that we have spent under Pochettino, the recruitment has not been good whatsoever. And I'm talking about big money signings. Yeah. There haven't been many that no. you can think of where we've gone, bang, there's 40 million, and that player's ended up being a really, really good addition. Well, I don't, 40 million these days isn't even that much money, yeah. is it? That's the problem. We haven't gone out. What's the max we spent? Like, was it that 60 odd on Ndombele? See, and that's not the biggest. We spent, was it 40 odd on Lo Celso? Yeah. But, but my, my, my point being that. That's my only question mark with Pochettino is that that recruitment piece. When we have gone, here is a little bit of money. Mm. The players we've brought in, and it's it's, it's really strange because as fans, when we signed Lamella, even you go back earlier than that, and this isn't Pochettino, when yeah. we signed Soldado and these guys, and you're thinking, yes, yeah, this, yeah. these are good signings, but they they haven't quite worked out. So for me, that's the question mark with him. If you did say to him, he's 150 million. One, who's he going to go and get? But then two, is he going to get the right person in? I'm not, so. I'm not. I'm not entirely sold on that part of him at the moment. Well, he's, he's still the man for me, though. Don't get me wrong. He said in an interview this year after the summer that he they should change his job title to coach because he's mm. not in charge of. But I don't think he is in charge of mm. buying. I'm not sure we can judge him on his transfers. Cause I'm not sure they're his transfers. 
And I think, and we'll never know, will we? That's we'll, the never, thing. we'll never know actually what? how the clubs run. And I think we're hamstrung by Levy's negotiation tactics as well. Mm. People just don't want to deal with them. And mm. you look at, we end up getting players right at the last day because he wants to go after someone else to force someone's hand or he wants to re- restructure deals and everybody hates dealing with him and there's a point where short termism damages you and I think I think Levy's got as much to do with that because yeah. if Marcelo had a full pre-season with us so does then Don Bele, yeah. they might not have got their injuries because they might be fitter and suddenly we'd be in a completely yeah. different space so. there was that amazing story that came out about Levy a few weeks ago when we signed Modric from Zagreb did yeah. you read that yeah, about yeah. Um, how the Zagreb representatives wanted some Spurs Modric shirt sort of yeah. you know because it's a massive deal and all that and Levy sorted it all out but then deducted the value of the yeah. shirts from the transfer which was about you know like 120 quid or whatever yeah. from from, four, from the 30 million the, it, it, that is short termism to yeah. which is damaging I think so my opinions changed quite a lot on Levy because I was always very much for him and the way that he worked and yeah. you can't question the success that he's had in terms yeah, of the yeah. business side of stuff. Um, but I don't think that... We always talk about evolving in football and you have to get improved, you have to get better every year. Yeah. And I don't think that he is because I still think he has this mindset of I'll buy a young player on the cheap and then in five years' time they'll have a massive sell-on value, which is all well and good if yeah. you're seventh or eighth trying to break into Europe, but that's your mentality, you don't have a lot of money, all of that. that that's, a, that's the best way to run the football club. Yeah, yeah. We're not that side anymore. We're not the side that needs to go and buy a young player, have them develop for three or four years, then when they get really good, we'll just sell them onto the top side. Like That's not the mentality if you want to win the Premier League and yeah. win the Champions League. And that's my issue with him now, is that it still looks like he's going down that route of I'll find the young players and yeah. that we'll just work it the same way that we've always done it because that's what worked for me. And it's like, you're not going to win a title doing that. And you have to go and get your established players now. That's it. So you look at the... The, the difference Liverpool did, they did two deals, ta- strategic buys, and they just went and bought them whatever the cost. They bought Kepa, is it Kepa? Or was that Chelsea? Alisson. Alisson, sorry. And they bought um, Van Dijk. They knew what they needed, and suddenly they can soak up all the defence because they've got great rocks on And, and City are in that category as well, in terms of they went and signed the full-backs, they signed Laporte when they were struggling at centre-half, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden they were, they were a real top side. So that's my only thing with Levy. Um, Again, without knowing the ins and outs, it's really difficult to say this person's fault, this person's fault. But the players last week, I really felt let down as supported by the players. As in the, this week just gone? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's the other culprit. They, like, you've seen Serge Aurier's come out and Sissoko's come out saying they're trying. And I don't believe they, don't, I don't believe they want to fail, but there's something weird going on. And Ericsson himself has tweeted about the, the bollocks rumours that yeah. have come out so we can ignore that but there's always rumours flying around even like yeah. when, if you think back to you know even when we're high flying and everything's great there's always rumours about yeah. players and all that but obviously when things are not going well on the pitch everything's just made into a much bigger deal than, than what it actually is in reality yeah. right. um, but then I again like likening football to any job you can be in a team, in, we're in the media industry, where there's a lot of disruption, people are coming and going, you don't know if your head of department's going to be there or not, which is effectively what the Spurs yeah, players yeah. But as an individual, that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to put a good account of myself in. It doesn't mean I'm going to say, oh, I can't be bothered then and not do anything. Yeah, yeah. But then is that because in the sort of normal jobs we do, we effectively don't really have any power? The yeah. players do, because... It's all about player power, isn't it? But yeah. I still find that whole point of all, well, there's all this disruption going on, like, you should still be able to turn up and put performance in. And my concern, and we'll go into detail in the games in a minute, we'll start with the Bayern one, but the Brighton game, they, 
the, they didn't run. Like, and yeah. it was really sort of the the basics of football. And I know supporters are like, oh, you need passion, you need... And I've always disagreed with that, so passion doesn't win you anything. No. You need quality and you need tactical awareness. That's how you win games, trophies. Yes. But the absolute bare minimum from Champions League final, World Cup final, all the way down to Sunday league is you've got to match your opponent. And if, if they're going to run, you've got to run faster yeah. than them. If there's a 50-50, you've got to win it. You've got to get to the ball first. And my concern is from when the fifth goal... From in the buying game went in, the rest of that game and then the Brighton game, we just we just haven't matched we haven't matched no. them at all in terms of it's the old earning the right to play, isn't it? We, yeah. But it, it it is a thing though, and it's like if you don't stop crosses or you don't battle, you've got absolutely no, no. chance. And combine that with you're actually out of form anyway when you got the ball. Yeah. It's a really really tough position to be in. This it's a level of entitlement that professional shouldn't have I forget yeah. how much they're paid it's got nothing to do with that it's you are professional this is your job you do the basics I, you're not watching much of the Rugby World Cup here nah. well, the, the most I'm, exciting, I'm off the sport at the moment yeah, I just well, can't I can't do it um, the the most exciting team apart from like the great team so the New Zealand team is, is obviously amazing and Wales and England are very exciting and all that Japan are brilliant, right? Because they just do the basics really, yeah. really, really, really well. They might break into the quarterfinals, which they weren't expected to do, mm. really. And we've just got to go back. Like you said it last week, just yeah. go back to basics. It's not difficult. Do your job. Work with the people around you. That's all you've got to and do. And simply, like, do that. who's my opposite number today? Right, I'm going to get the better of him. Mm. Just, it, purely an individual battle. Like, if you're Eric Dyer and you're playing centre midfield, and up against Aaron Moy... I'm gonna get the better of him, and if everyone has that mindset, you're not all you're not all gonna win those battles. Of course no. you're not, but if you don't even compete in them, then you've got you've got yeah. no chance at all. This isn't the the buying game. The first half we were really good, and I know it's two halves. You need to keep on going, but the first half we were really good. They only had eleven shots, I think, and they were just seven of them went in. Seven of yeah. them went in. You, like that's unreal levels of accuracy. Yeah, there's, there's problems. You know, we left. Coutinho unmarked in the middle, all of that stuff, but that that is a set, and then our heads dropped and all that sort of stuff. The Brighton game was a disgrace, mm-hmm. frankly. We, Let's quickly talk about the Bayern game sorry, actually, yeah. because there's been a lot of back and forth, and Pochettino has been slated, and for me, he got it tactically perfect. Yeah. And there's going to be people listening to this being like, "We let seven in, we battered Bayern for the first half an hour." They could not handle us whatsoever. We got into so many good areas. The goal was magnificent. Sun really should have had three yeah. in that first half an hour. And I'm a massive fan of Sun, but like at the moment, we've got to be questioning all of our players. And like, yeah. you have to take your chances. You really, really do. Because yeah, yeah. um, Bayern did. They did, yeah. And, and they could not live with us, Bayern, whatsoever. So it's sort of like tactically, we put the, that formation done them yeah, completely yeah. done them. We went in 2-1 down, it just two really, really poor bits of defending. It's like, it sounds a bit like a broken record, but how many times are we going to win the ball back on the edge of our box and, and not clear it? Yeah, yeah. When it's like, like I get, I want to see us play out from the back. That yeah. That's how you play football. But there are certain points in games where you're like, you it's 40-odd foot foot. minutes, yeah. put your foot through it. Like, yeah, no one yeah. will have a go at you for that. If the manager has a go at, go at you at half-time, say, OK, fine, but it's 1-1. One, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at half time at 2 1, there was still a lot of optimism in the stadium. Yeah. There was a lot of, we'll come out, we we've created it. so many chances yeah. if we can get the next goal, and then all of a sudden you're 4 1 down after 50 minutes, and you're thinking, wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, we did not adapt whatsoever to the real tiny change Bayern made, which was basically they, they, they didn't play wide men in the second half, they tucked him in, and then they went 3 v 2 on our centre halves. Yeah. 
and every time they won the ball back in the middle, they transition the play. Literally, that's they're one of the best sides I've ever seen at transitioning play. When they win it back, and they're just one pass, they're in. Yeah, it yeah. was terrifying to yeah. see it. Um, Tiago come on at half time was just ridiculous, yeah. absolutely ridiculous because we just couldn't get the ball off of them, and he was just playing one two touch and it looks so we didn't we didn't adapt to that. Pochettino didn't adapt, but also there is these are grown men we're talking about here, and like if you spot someone on a football pitch as a player, you can change it. You don't have to like yeah. put your hand up and say, "Excuse me, boss, have you noticed that they're doing this?" Like it's you know you're a bit of practiceness. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's what the players should be doing, in my opinion. Um, at 4-1 I was thinking this is going to be bad you sneak our way back in with a penalty which I haven't seen back but I've heard could have gone either way but in the same way they should have had one for the, a similar oh, when Rose just took, yeah. took him out didn't he yeah. um, and then at 4-2 you're like you've got a sniff you've got an outside chance it was half yeah. an hour to go you're thinking right we don't have to score into 85 do you know what I mean if we get the next goal at any point it will cause panic yeah um and he, he rolled the dice Pochettino, he went attacking, and you can say that's right or wrong, but at the time I was thinking, well of course he's got to chase the game, yeah, you're yeah. not just going to take 4-2. But when that fifth goal goes in, that's sort of where you have to say, we've been beaten, Yeah. you shut up shop, you lose 5-2, yeah. and, and that, you know, uh, then it's a bad loss, but it's not absolutely horrific. Um, and you could say, yes, could he have changed a few things tactically? Maybe he did, yeah. but obviously we didn't see it, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that he didn't, he didn't change anything. But the players just collapsed. It was Tim Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolute yeah. collapse to another level. Um, yeah. Tim Sherwood capitulation. Um, and that was, that's probably the first time in the Pochettino Ramo I've been really concerned because to just sort of see players go, I'm, I'm not bothered, I'm yeah. done. It's concerned about the players and why the manager can't do anything about yeah. that. Like, what, what is going on? Because it's the manager's job, right, to motivate yeah. your team. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is his job and he can't do that at the moment and yeah is that because there's something wrong with the manager or the players not reacting to it or what, or, crazy, are the, or are the players motivated their confidence is just shattered yeah yeah and again we, we will never really know that um, I saw some really interesting stats about Ericsson yeah. and about the last like three, three, three or four games yeah. how bad he's been yeah. but he's covered more ground than anyone on the pitch in really? all those games which suggests that it's not an attitude thing is he, is he just confidence completely gone or is, you, you, you read stats yeah, like that yeah, and you yeah. think that's really really interesting I mean we won't go into too much detail about him because he's no. he's just infuriating at the moment I've out of love with him because I, I, yeah. before he was perfect like I, he couldn't do any wrong for me but now I just don't know it just I don't know he just doesn't look like he cares mm-hmm. I mean, it's a real disappointment I think it's what we were saying it's somebody basically that's in his notice period yeah, that's, and he's, that's exactly it. He's just sort of doing what he can well, to get by. He's really. going to sign a pre-contract agreement with Real Madrid in January, and from then, as far as I'm concerned, we should just spike all his food with fattening <laughs> or laxatives. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, brittle bone things. Don't give him any milk. Like I would, I, like he's dead to me. I, I really do feel like he's dead to yeah. me now, and uh, it's a shame. But it was it was really tough buying, and I mean, I want to talk about the right back situation as yeah, well because. Oreo put in a performance that I've never seen before. I've, ne- I've never seen that kind of performance. Um, firstly, he should have been sent off after about 15 minutes, shouldn't he? When he just jumped and stamped on the yeah. Bayern winger. And in the ground, that was sort of like torn to my side. And it, it looked like the Bayern it looked like Well, in the ground, everyone was having a go at the Bayern winger. Yeah. And saying, you're rolling around trying to get him to think, I'll do one, all that. And then at half time, you see the replays and you think, Christ, how, how have VAR not gone? 
he stamped on him. Yeah, yeah. That is a red card. He's a brainless player. He, he I just, I don't get him at all. The, 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 the worrying thing for me with Ore is he, he's not learning. No. And it's like I can, I can fully, I can fully understand players making mistakes. I get that. But then if someone's making the same mistake, game after game after game, it's like they are not grasping no. what is going wrong. Mate, he reminds me of. Aaron Lennon, he reminds me, Aaron, that's a bit harsh, he reminds me of Kevin Prince Boateng, he reminds me of what's his face that went to QPR, unbelievably skilled. Tarab. Tarab, where he's obviously got Tarab. it, he's got some in, he just he hasn't got it in his head and he won't learn. And oh, by your. Adel Tarab. I remember just a quick side flood. Yeah. Harry Redknapp doing an amazing press conference when he was manager of QPR and being asked about Adel yeah. Tarab, who was there. And like I say, really talented footballer. And it, you can tell Redknapp's on edge the whole press conference. And someone says, What's going on with Tarab? And it, it, it just snaps <laughs> and he goes, He's not fit to play football. And walks out <laughs> the press conference. It's like, amazing, amazing. I love Harry. Um, but all we are, I mean. Yeah, it was it was crazy, but the amount of individual errors in that Bayern game was just. I said it in the summer. I never want to see him put on a sh- him and Sissoko. I know Sissoko really cares about Tottenham, or at least his PR manager does. I just I don't want to see him play for Spurs ever again. I'd rather see the whole first eleven change at the moment, apart from Winks. Winks did- and also when we're saying you know we want to see players that care. That you have, that's only to a certain level. Like put me and you out there, we'll be the most passionate players. We're no good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's all good being passionate, and this is what I was saying earlier. But you have got to have quality, and you've got it's, you've got to pass, sorry, pass to a pass to a white shirt as well. It. Do you know what I mean? I mean like, it's it's semantics. The uh, what I mean, like the, the, you're right about the passion thing. Passion is just I want to see my feelings as a fan reflected in you. I don't want that. I want you to be cold as ice, lethal. Yeah, you've always said that. Robotic. Always. Yeah, I do yeah. not want passion yeah. like that. Obviously, passion will take you some way, but I just want it cold and nasty. And I think fans can be extremely blinded by passion as well because yes, that's and the point. The, the main thing for me this season is is the Danny Rose debate, and like I seem to be getting a lot of completely opposite opinions whenever I talk to people about Danny Rose. And Spurs will say, I love, I love Danny Rose. You know, he gives it his all. He does give it his all, but he's not very good. Like he was the best left back in the country. By a country mile, yeah. he was in a nut. Like I would have said honestly, though that eighteen-month period, I would probably have not swapped him for any other left back around. But now, he's not—he's not got the mobility to make the recovery runs. He doesn't go. He doesn't like drive forward with the ball, such, which means that he then is reliant on his ability with the ball, which has never been that great anyway. Defensively, you know, he's okay. He's better than what he was four or five years yeah. ago, but. You know that that that's cross. that's an example for me of, of fans being blinded by somebody that puts a big challenge in and runs yeah, about a lot. That's a good point. We don't have fullbacks who cross. Aurier can cross if he's got a lot of time, and actually he does cross quite yeah. well. But we haven't had a great fullback in a long time mm. since Rose was at its peak, and because it's Rose, we sort of have to ignore him. We haven't had a good fullback yeah. in a long time. And I think this is why. A, 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 I'm a little bit confused. The only sort of tactical thing that I'm ever a bit confused about Apochino is the insistent on the diamond formation, mm, where the best sides that have played diamond formations throughout the history of football have had very dynamic fullbacks yeah. and can do a lot. Yeah. And at the minute, fullback is where we're, we're vulnerable and it's, yeah. it's putting them in positions where a lot of the time they've got to deal with a 2v1, which most fullbacks don't want to do, and especially at the moment they yeah. don't. So that's my only thing with that formation. If someone came in for it with 200 million for Harry Kane right now, would you take no. him? No. No, the, no, there's just. I think if we lost him or Pochettino, if either one of them goes. They're the two. Then, I, I, honestly, I think, we, I think we're broken. 
I think we'll, I just don't see how at the moment we could recover. I agree. I just I was thinking. I was trying to think of all the different things, and you know, injuries. There are games where he does little because he can't because he's not getting service, and that happens to yeah. all strikers. And you go, what could we buy with two hundred million? We couldn't get Lewandowski, mm. but what could you buy? And actually, we couldn't replace him for two hundred million. But also, what you were saying earlier, like now, probably not a lot. Yeah. Which is the most worrying it's thing. Crazy, you, but you would not be. You could probably go and get one quality player yeah. who you would probably then try and get an attacker yeah. who wouldn't be as good as Kane and then you'd probably have to gamble on a Madison for 80 million or whatever and, and, and you'd crazy, be like would it? that be improving yeah, the side yeah. he's a good player James Madison I'd like him as yeah. first but in that scenario yeah. I just I could not see us doing anything if yeah, Kane or Pot if one of them's not yeah, there yeah, no, I just I, agree. I, I, I couldn't see it I, I couldn't agree. see it but he made all the changes anyway for the Brighton game after that Bayern um, disaster. I was actually I was quite encouraged when I saw the team sheet. I yeah. was like, I was I was very very happy to see Eric Dyer back in there. Yeah. You know I'm a big fan of his. A lot of people are not fans, and I, I understand he's a he's a limited player. But in terms of what we need at the moment, I was like, he has to be yeah. in there. I mean, his first 45 minutes was just absolutely true. His whole game was poor, but the first 45 minutes was. We lacked intensity. We lacked ability on the ball. We, was, we, we literally lacked. We lacked. We lacked everything. And it was. It was a disgrace. It was like. It was like the end of the season where you you can't change your mm. position and you, you're all just waiting to go on holiday. It was. It was yeah. like that. Except we're eight games in. It was a bit. Of a, it was a disgrace. Like they should offer the Spurs fans money back. I think for for you, they won't. No, they won't. Yeah. I, I just it was disheartening watching. It was it. poor. It was poor, and that, that's the end of it. No, it's not the end of it. It's, they were just yeah, thanks poor. for listening. Yeah, yeah. Listening. <laughs> just right. um, but they they were just poor. Like they, there's no no. It was yeah. it was a disgrace. I think that we were just saying off air that the the first goal in that game really sort of sort of sums up where we're at at the moment in terms of no intensity to stop a cross, and in a huge individual error, and then nobody rea- no yeah. one around anticipating a mistake. Yeah. And there were there were sort of three parts to that, weren't there? Look, Lamella, stop across. Yeah. And if, if, you know, if you stop that ball going in the box, n- nothing else happens after that. But the blame's not solely with him. No. Loris, I mean, what what he's, he's doing, I, I I don't know. No. Uh, I really don't know. And then you, there's an argument for Davis and Vertonghen, like just there's just no reaction. Like the centre forward is thinking yeah. he's going to make a mistake. I'm going to I'm going to run in there, and and he gets a tap in, and obviously yeah. he's got the horrific injury. Which looked really, really nasty yeah. at the time. The club had confirmed it's dislocated, which is better than broken. So it'll be a few months out, yeah, and he's probably fun. looking at the new year until he's, he's fully back in. Yeah. Um, that means Kane has the armband, which I'm, I'm, fine, I'm, with, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, he was pretty ruthless, wasn't it? Loris was down getting gas in it, and it cut to Kane, and he's putting, he's putting the armband <laughs> on. Yeah, like, finally. But um, it, it, was, it was a real, real tough, tough game to watch. Um, he changed formation, went to back three in the second half, Winks came on, we were no better. Um, we didn't create the only sort of period in the game and it was already three 0 at this point was when Lucas Moore came on and he at least showed a, a few glimpses. Yeah, I like um, him. I like him. But I this and this might alienate a few listeners. Okay. I think we have to play through this period with Eric Dyer. Yeah. I think he has to keep him instead in the side. Of um instead of in, instead of a, any of them, to be honest, mm-hmm. at the moment. Um yeah. I think he has to Give him the next four or five games, and he's he's rusty. You can really see that. Um, but I think for us to get out of this period, we're going to need him. I think we're going to need him protecting that back four. Um, 
not if he plays the same way he played at Brighton because he was horrific there. But I think that if we're going to fix this conceding two, three goals every week, we need someone in the middle that can break play up. And whilst yeah. he did not offer that against Brighton, we know he does have that in him. Yeah. Um, I think he has to go either Dyer or Wanyama, and he's tried Wanyama in the previous games, and he was he's been when equally as nothing. poor. Um, shouldn't be enough. So I think he has to he has to play through this poor Dyer, and it's not going to be pretty. But I think if Dyer can get a run of games and get sharp, yeah, he will be he will be a big a big thing for us. And then probably a lot of people listen to that thinking, how can you say it after Brighton? Yeah. But I just think that that's that is the only kind of solution I can see us having that works at the moment. I thought for me and Dombele is the priority, then Dyer, then Sissoko, then Wanyama. That that I think. That's and Winks is a starter for you every game, and Winks, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. It, it's, Winks is in there, so it depends on the team. But for me, Winks, you could have Andombele and Dyer. I just want to see the different combinations. Luckily, our next two games are relatively easy compared to what they could be. It's Watford and Red Star, I think. Yeah, and then Liverpool. And then Liverpool. <laughs> but I actually think Liverpool is great because you have a look. It's great. I didn't actually There's get no expectation as well as they go on to that. But we seem, we, we perform, like, you have a look at, um, like, we smashed Palace. Let's not forget we yeah. battered Palace, and we dug in against Southampton. That's what's and, weird. And Arsenal, we we could have won. Yeah. You know, and so I haven't had much chat from Arsenal fans because you know they they've drawn two two. West Ham just lost to the pit team we beat four 0 So they've got nothing. I, I think it's we a need weird one of those season. Games. It's weird so far, then and it's still super early. If you were if you were Palace or you were Wolves or maybe not Wolves because they haven't started. There was not a good example, but. They, there must be some sides thinking we could sneak top four this season. Yeah. Like the, way well, the, the way the league started. Yeah, yeah. You just like Palace are in the Champions League spots. Crystal yeah. Palace well, in the Wolves, Champions League spots. Wolves uh, haven't been that good. That's the other thing is there's been a lot of teams who have been utterly disgraceful yeah. and they're not getting half as much. Man United are. Everton. They, they spend so much money. They're in the relegation zone. Everton. Yeah. Can I read you the... Uh, do you remember BT Sport? did their AI scripts. Did you see that? It was no, their advertising campaign. So before the, they got a, a computer to write the scripts of how they thought every club would do. So this, this article is from July. So I'm going to read you they, um, the Tottenham for weeks, games week one to eight prediction from the BT Sport engine. Okay. Spurs' transfer business promises a title challenge. Their immediate form does not. The campaign starts with a narrow win versus this is before the um, yeah. come out. A narrow win. Oh no, it has a versus Aston Villa. Spurs' first defeat soon comes at Man City's hands. The North London derby finishes two two. That's weird. Bayern Munich arrive in London for a season's first Champions League game. Spurs are rattled by a heavy home defeat. A shock loss to Leicester follows. By game week six, Spurs sit six points off the top spot, touching distance. That is weird. Do they predict the whole season? Yeah, they go. Where through. are we finishing? We are finishing. Uh, Spurs record their third highest points total, seventy-five. <laughs> um, they're the only team in all nineteen to to score in all nineteen of their Premier League home games. So, so that's not. already wrong, but that's er- fine. Ericsson is the first player to provide ten plus assists in five consecutive Premier League seasons. Um, that is weird. And we get to the Europa League final. And we win against Man United. So we're going out in the group stage of the Champions League. Did it have a final league position on that? Yeah, let me find it. But yeah, but that is freak freakishly uh, accurate so far, though. Seventy-five points is probably what fourth is it? I suppose uh, I'm just finding it. A fifth consecutive top four home place home win. So if you're saying if you offered me that season now, 
fourth and winning the Europa League, I'll bite oh, your yeah. hand off. <laughs> Absolutely bite your hand How off. How weird at is it. that? That so is got, really weird. It's from the stat people at Google Optin Squawker to. That is really weird. Right. Um, well, there you go. So, if you're thinking about just not going anymore, we're going to have a great season. We're going to get rid of the trophy duck. Success in, in the Europa League, beat Man United in the final, amazing. We do need to win our next five games, though, in the Premier League to match what they say. Cause mm, maybe not, then. Yeah, but two points off top. And according to this, it's Chelsea and Liverpool at the top. So um, Not quite, not but quite. still, some accurate things in there. Um, who should we plan at right-back across this season? Carl Walker-Peters. Really? Yeah, because by default, we should be buying a right-back in January. Yeah. They've, there's a kid called Kieran Trippier who's doing well at <laughs> Coventry. I genuinely think we'd be better off with him than yeah. without him. Oh, 100%. But then I don't know many Spurs fans that, that... There can't be any Spurs fans in the world that in the summer would have gone, sell Trippier, don't worry about getting a replacement. Yeah. It was all, I'm happy for him to go if we can go and bring someone in. Yeah, uh, we didn't. So, Carl uh, Walker is by default. Oria is just... It's, it, he's Walker but 2.0 where he Walker is 1.0 where there was one game changing mistake in him every game Oria legitimately has two yeah. sending off he's, he's a red card waiting to happen and he does do stupid things he's yeah. in the wrong place wrong yeah. pass whatever who would it be for you? it's hard I, I, honestly at the moment I'm uh, I, I like Carl Walker-Peters yeah. and I think the games he's played this season he's looked good but is he if is he going to be your first choice right back in a in a season where we're, you know, trying to get back in the Champions League? Of the and players that we've got, who would you have? You've got two right backs. It's not Aurier. And so Aurier, it has to Aurier, be Aurier yeah. is about sixth choice. Like Maybe I would rather Soko, but he's stupid. I would rather at the minute. I'd rather Walker Peters, Soko, Foyth, Sanchez. I'd rather Loris with a broken arm at right back than Aurier at the moment. Um, I think that it will end up being Foyth. I think that's that was always I the plan, that, wasn't it? I think that's yeah, the, yeah. but I'm not convinced on that. I'm, at the moment, yeah. at the moment for me, Sissoko. Which is which is a, I, I cannot believe I'm saying that, but at the moment he seems to be the only one that is at least sort of understanding yeah. what he needs to do in that position. And I'm being harsh on Sissoko. I think he would have been brilliant in all Spurs teams up until this team where I think we're a bit too good for his skill level. My, my problem with him, to be 100% clear, is his end product. He cannot pass. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's a real ball eight for me. And it's the same reason with Lennon. Lennon has a real problem yeah. with it as well. And I don't think that... The, I don't know, from what Sissoko did last year, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what he brings. Yeah. And we all know he can drive with the ball, win it back. But as soon as he gets into position, he needs to do something. Yeah. He's, he's not great at all. I fully respect the man. I know, I, he could be a legend just in terms of you, you win a league with your squad. He's a great squad player. Same with Lamella. He's Lamella's quality for me. They're not first team players, but actually you need them. And they're the sort of players who should be battering Brighton at home. Oh, yeah. We're in that. It's, I cannot stop thinking about it. The Team America World Police, the bit where. The main character, he's at his lowest point. He just goes outside the club and just vomits everywhere. That's the point where we're at. We just need to vomit, get out of our system. It's like when you've had a bad time with the missus. You just need to go... Just go well, Let's just sick. stop arguing. Yeah. Let's just get over ourselves. I was wrong, you were wrong. Let's move on. And I think it says a lot that we're sat here and we can't even agree on who should be playing right back. So you think... It's crazy. Pot, and, and there's a debate at the moment for every position. Who should be playing? I agree. And, and that, that is... You that's know, that's, crazy, that's not what apart from centre forward that is not what you want at all but that's only because we haven't got another centre forward yeah. if we had the bowler 
Were you eight in the yeah. number nine? But um, let's do a quick fantasy football update. Mm, I, didn't um, have, I didn't have as good a week. You didn't have your best week. I mean, you're still you're still up. You're in second. Oh. Um, Dan up Miller starting to pull away a little bit now. Is he? Um, well, well he, five points. You can't stop. Um, yeah. So the top three, Dan Goddard, Miller number one, Asda, you're in second, and then Shean Smith in third. Oh, nice. Um, and Richard Pardy makes up the top four. I've climbed to tenth. Yeah, I'm only good. 50 points behind you now. See, there, there was a, a time a few years ago where you were like in the top couple of thousand in the, in, country, in the country at the end. Yeah, yeah. I smashed it a few years ago. But so you're a bit like Spurs. You've had a bit of a decline. The thing is, really. I, I haven't evolved. I'm yeah, playing no. the same formation that I was playing four or five years ago. Um, Tyndall's had a shocker, hasn't he? I mean, tell you what, there's not many people who have had a worse, but Javad has. Yeah, it's not great from Javad, is it? But there's there's the fantasy football update. So Dan Goddard Miller, keep it up, absolutely yeah, yeah. smashing it at the moment. Uh, it's time now for the We Are Tom Hotspur quiz. Come on. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. So, I will give you a game that Spurs have played in, and the date of that game, I'll name half of the starting eleven, and then your job is to fill in the blanks. Yeah. So, this game is Watford nil, Tottenham Hotspur 1, January 2012 FA Cup. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm, I might not even respond to this. So this we, is <laughs> we, play, we played a really strange 4-4-2 Brilliant. in this game. Um, so, the goalkeeper's a question mark. That's one you need to work out. Right back, Carl Walker. Let me concentrate. Yeah. Left back, Danny Rose. Yeah. Centre back, Michael Dawson. Centre back, question mark. Yeah. Right hand side of midfield, who scored in that game, Van der Vaart. Left hand side of midfield. Was it a bit of a bobbler? It was, I was there. Oh, it was, it was a horrific goal. Yeah, I remember it. Left hand side of midfield, question mark. Right. Centre midfield, Scott Parker. Centre midfield, question mark. Bloody hell. Striker, Adebayor. Striker question mark. So I need goalkeeper, centre half, centre mid, left mid, striker. I'm not gonna remember all that. So let's go one by one. Goalkeeper was <laughs> not Pletikosa because he's no, got a game. No. I'm assuming Gomez. It wasn't Gomez. Friedel wasn't Friedel. Who could it be then? We a former Chelsea goalkeeper. Oh, um, Kudicini. Kudicini. Love Kudicini. He, he went mental when we beat AC Milan. He was proper giving it, wasn't he? His dad used to play for Inter, I think, and he yeah. He, he was just giving it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. All right, centre back Basson. Not Basson. Nelson. No. Kane. No. Uh, Kabul. Kabul. There we go. So the Kabul. back four was Walker, Kabul, Dawson, Rose. Yeah, At the know. time, I would have enjoyed that. I'll take that now. I love those. So I need centre midfielder, left midfielder, and striker. Okay, centre midfielder was going to be Tom Dustin. No. With, so he's with Scott Parker. With Scott Parker. Was it Pinar? No, he comes on this game. Does he? Was it Janus? That's no. probably a bit late for Janus. Uh, English, through the academy. Oh, like Mason or Carroll? Neither of those. Oh, really? Through the academy? Like mass solid geezer. I don't know, who is it? Jake. Oh, Livermore. Jake I've got a shirt. I've probably got the home shirt from that season with Jake, Jake Livermore. Livermore, the so, midfield. Jack, um, Joe used to do the show, he's moved to America now. Uh, he grew up with... Who left the WhatsApp group? Is he? Did you see that? No. It's just a thing at the weekend. Joe's, Joe's left. Oh, he's a prick. <laughs> the, um, he, he grew up with him, so he, he, grew, he knew his Amazing. brother. His brother was one of his best mates who grew up with Jake. 
Fine, you need your... You need left midfield, and this is the definition of a square peg in a round hole. Oh, God, is it a centre... Is it like Modric or... It's yeah. Modric. I hated Modric. it. It was the worst it's thing four ever. four central <laughs> players, none of whom can <laughs> run. No wonder we struggled. Oh, Modric man. left mid, and then centre-forward. Like, who's your best players? Put the worst ones in the middle, for some reason. Let's look at the attributes they don't have, <laughs> and put them in that role. This was Red Map, right? This, this was, was Red yeah. Map, yeah. What an idiot. So Adebayor's up front with... Uh, Crouch? No. Keane? No. No. Defoe? Yes. Dwayne Defoe. Again, I'd have him back. He scored the hat-trick oh, on the weekend. No, he's playing He's <laughs> no. playing at, you know, literally Sunday league level is what he's playing at hat-trick now. in a professional league. Terrible. So that Spurs team, January 2012, Goodachini in goal, Walker, Cabal, Dalton, Rose, Van der Vaart, Parker, Livermore, Modric, Adebayor, Defoe. I kind of love it. It's ridiculous. You love it for all the wrong reasons, yeah. don't you? And I was there for it. It was when the Watford Stadium still had a stand missing. Our first shot, I think we had one or two shots on target the whole game. Yeah. They were struggling in the championship. Dreadful. Dreadful. We won 1-0. And so. the, the goal was awful. It should have been saved. It was like, like a proper 25 problem. yards yeah. straight at him and he just he fumbled it in. Terrible. Um, Amazing, there we go, that's the Wheel Time Hotspur quiz. Oh, thanks for that. International break this week, so Bang. we don't have the yeah. misery. We're not going to lose. Um, can't lose this week, and then Watford the following week, which, if you were to pick a game at the moment, you're picking Watford. I would choose West Ham at home. Honestly, oh, I'd choose no. West Ham at home. They beat us 3-0 at the minute, the way we're playing. Uh, I think West either that or we get up for it. I, I like a chance, I like pushing it. But what? But you'd say Brighton, Brighton away. Yeah, no, you get would. Get rid of the home fans. You would. You know, it just. But it didn't work, so I think that could be just as difficult. But we can't lose this week, so can't there's the positive. Yeah. Whatever happens in the international break, remember, the future's bright. The future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanche Flower, Ardelis and Bale. 
We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.